Hello, it is I, Rusev from Rusev Day. Hey, you guys. This is Mickey James. Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of AEW. Greetings, podcast fans. My name is Bryce Youngberg. I am an all-league wrestling referee. I'm going to JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer, and this show. This podcast. This show is scheduled for one fall. And it damn sure will be a slobber knocker. It damn sure will be a slobber knocker. Yes, JR. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Fall Show, the morbidly unpopular weekly show about professional wrestling. Hey, I've got some good news, everybody. The ratings on television are going up for everybody. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Chuck, what time is it? It's Morbin time, obviously. It's Morbin time. <laughs> that is my co-host, uh, Mr. Chuck Bean. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm okay. I'm. Uh, you know, we we are recording this one live from home, as I said on Twitch, because uh, we're supposed to get a storm. And uh, I know you've got a couple of new dogs that you definitely would like to keep an eye on during that kind of. Uh, activity but also um that means that um like we the show could be over at any moment which is kind of exciting it is the storm could take any one of us out electronically and then well that's that's it for them on the show at least for this week god dropping the turnbuckles under finn balor exactly exactly (laughs) i'm looking out the window now contemplating what that means (laughs) Before we uh, unravel that uh, particular ball of yarn, let let me introduce uh, our North Star, our scale. Is she in the room? Uh, She was. And then she she disappeared out of the the Zoom call. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. It may have happened already. Oh, nine crows at nine o'clock. Nine. Oh, Lordy. Yeah, she's having some Internet issues, but uh, I'm sure. As, as you were about to say, our North Star, our guiding light, our scales of justice, award-winning white woman. Keynote wrestling. speaker, keynote listener, um, feature writer at WrestlingInc.com. WrestlingInc.com, that is correct. Um, future pistachio bowl owner. And, and lest we forget, lest we forget the current reigning champion of the morbidly unpopular one fall show uh, a strange true. turn of events that was not uh was not pre-orchestrated uh she won the game <laughs> the last time we had a game technically being in the game uh <laughs> you'll have to check back a few episodes if you'd like to find that and um at some point we will once again uh put the title up uh but uh, yeah so for now it's uh, chuck and myself i am shawnee constant i am here in my garage with uh, my new pup, uh, Ramona. She is uh, also in a new room that she hasn't been in yet. So, and, oh. a, and also she, her, she has a brain like the size of a plum. So she doesn't really understand the internet. Right. So she doesn't really know what's going on, but she's hanging out here and uh, Look at she that is face. quite adorable. Come on, zoom in machine, <laughs> zoom in machine. Nope. nope, that filter that you've got on there is only made oh. for... There it is. Oh, oh there it goes. <laughs> All right. Sorry, but she is adorable, ma'am. Okay, good girl. She's oh, going to stay exactly right there in my lap. There's a troll in the Twitch chat that says what? They're, they're here because of the great website, robliveffeltfeet.com, which is where you can go to uh, forward yourself to twitch.tv backslash chizuck. Thank you, Dark Croon. Um, even Dark though I Croon? do not, yeah, I do I like not it. endorse that website. 
Uh, lots uh, of piracy. Also says you have a very cute pup. Oh, well, thank you, Pyro. Thank you. Um, <laughs> there is a lot to talk about in professional wrestling right now, sir. Um, it's it's very interesting times, very uh, somewhat turbulent times, depending on, uh, you know, who you're a fan of. But frankly, right now, the numbers are going up, right? Sometimes uh, bad news is uh, good news. You know, it's the old uh, P.T. Barnum thing. No such uh, thing as bad press. And um, I have been watching uh, MJF did two uh, hour long interviews, at least um, in the last day or two. I think it was in the last 24 hours or uh, since yesterday. And um, they're both really interesting. They're really good. Uh, And I think that I, I, I have been convinced by him that he is the draw in professional wrestling right now. I am, uh, I think I I, certainly not going out on a limb here, but what I'm saying is I am buying in. I think that uh, he's going to win this title and it's going to be fascinating to see how that goes. I I think that's probably the long-term plan. Uh, I'm really interested in the, the immediate plan, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, going into this Wednesday. Um, Talk about Erica it now. Says, well, Erica says she's being waited, waited, waited. She's waiting to be let in. To okay, the room. okay. So check that out. I do, I'm, I'm not paying attention to these things. You, you give that you give that a look while I'm busy blathering on. Um, Yeah, I also checked out a little bit of the, like some clips of that MJF interview. And it is fascinating to listen to the man uh, talk as a person and not as the character that we uh, we've come to know and love. Now, obviously, there's a lot of kayfabe in uh what he's saying but also um he he the clip that i'd seen specifically he said something about uh, along the lines of like look the more places there are for people in our industry to work the better it is for everyone that works in our industry and uh that's not something you expect an mjf to say in an interview but it was it was very refreshing to hear so he does present himself as essentially being in interviews, at least a straight shooter. So I think he's describing the world as he sees it, which is it's very shrewd and very fun and very interesting. Um, but there's no doubt that since all this uh, has blown up, he's had two weeks in a row where he was essentially the draw. Mm. Um maybe the vacuum of uh, the elite and CM Punk, but it doesn't seem like that would last two weeks, right? It seems like that would last the first segment of the first show and the people who were only there for that would have checked out. Don't you think Erica? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, 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 uh, you know, behind some. Yeah, we are. Sorry, your bandwidth is, Yeah. Oh, Christ on the crash. Well, I mean, can you hear me now? Yes. Shit. Great. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you can hear yes. me? Yes, we can hear you, yes. Oh. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't watch any of the MF stuff, sorry, and because uh, shit's been wild, uh, but I will say, like, what I have, like, just, like, he, first of all, he got engaged, Maltov. That's great. And into the woman who he lovely Mac with, uh, no wonder they, they very publicly. No, this is <laughs> catastrophic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get about three or four words out of you and then it's just uh, digital garbage, <laughs> which is unfortunate because I give the three or four words we're getting are some great points. What are the people on Twitch saying, Chuck? Move on. 
<laughs> it's just saying lots of pyro says oof. <laughs> Title of this, episode. Oof. <laughs> this is how you remain morbidly unpopular. Yes. All according to plan. All according right. to plan. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, um, this has been derailed. Um, it was very conversational is what I was trying to do. And now I'm uh, completely lost in the clouds. Um, I do. I, I, I think I agree with you that, um, I mean, we, I think we, we knew this a, a year or two ago, but MJF is absolutely the future of, of not, if, if not of AEW of professional wrestling, like he's, I think he's still learning, which is terrifying because he's already this good at talking on a microphone at wrestling psychology. Um, but then at the same time, there are things I, I don't know. I don't know if old school heel shit can survive uh, socially in 2022 and beyond. Like, I, I, obviously, we still see it. And uh, he he's definitely one of the biggest proponents of doing the old school, you know, whether it's fat shaming or, uh, you know, sex shaming or, you know, whatever thing that like is socially unpopular that a heel will would do or will do to get heat um it still works but i don't know for how long before like i don't know before just society at large is just like professional wrestling is not worth it if this is what it is kind of thing hmm seeing how popular the cody rhodes character was at WWE, I feel like the wrestling fan base is very much an old timey fan base. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, you know, carnyism, right? Like it's all just very low fi, like the lowest of low fi. Yeah. <laughs> you got to set up the ring each time. That's how low fi it is. Right. Right. And that's what, like, I, I think, I, I, I think there are like two roads that it could go down. One of them being that like wrestling goes back to being this very, fenced off entertainment form mm -hmm. that is looked at as lowbrow because they haven't bothered to figure out how to maneuver the social minefield that that is the lives we live in 2022 but the other is that you know guys like mjf or you know john moxley or chris jericho or any of those guys will learn that like there are some things that maybe flew five years ago 10 years ago 20 years ago that like okay, I got to think harder than that. I can't just default to like, oh, you're living in your mom's basement and you've never had sex as an insult. Cause like, ah. Well, I think that um, the pendulum always swings and Chuck, unfortunately there's going to be a whole generation who never heard all of those things. You'll be the old man who heard them in your youth. Sure. I'm talking 20 years from now. I mean, sure. you know, you're still a spring chicken, but uh, for someone <laughs> like me, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's going to be just some heinous stuff coming out of people, I think, over the next five years. That's my, yeah. my, my thinking that the pendulum will swing. I will say in terms of like 
we had talked about it two weeks in a row, the fat shaming on AEW. And then he comes out and he just, okay. Uh, I finally, I didn't even mention it last week. I was, I threw up my hands. So I was like, okay, fine. I, I, I guess this is what it is. As you were saying. Um, however, I'm lowbrow tolerant. Uh, I'm, I'm actually sure. uh, lowbrow appreciative. Um, I, I do to me. Um, you can still be lowbrow without, uh, using that particular social currency. Like you could just leave that out. Um, so I am on the side of, of not with that shit. Yeah. Um, but I, I also will have to admit, I would have a very large threshold before I would say, Oh, this is, I can't, I can't anymore. You know, it would have to well, be. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the perfect example in my own personal life is that my wife absolutely hates MJF. Like the minute he's on the screen, she's like, well, I don't need to hear anything that's coming out of that jackass's mouth. And that's um, a loss, uh, I would say, to AEW in that, like, there's a potential fan that has decided this particular person has crossed enough lines that, like, nope, done, I don't care. Whatever he he has to say, I don't don't give a fuck. Um, And I, I think that's probably the minority, but it's still it's there. It's a minority that is there that, you know, you either figure out a way to placate or you just chalk it up to like, well, we lost them, whatever, and, and move on. And that's, that's what will be interesting to see, I guess, when it comes to this particular topic. Mm-hmm. Oh, valid points, valid points. Um, and, you know, one of the things that interest uh, I found interesting this week was that um, Alistair Black came out and basically said that, yeah, he had asked to leave. And it, it was it, um, I find that sometimes when I'm reading his interviews, I, I, I some things get lost in the um, the shuffle for me. But essentially, it sounded as though he was saying, like, look, my mental health has already been public. But the fact that it came out during this time is really sucks. And yeah. that is very much in line with, I think, and we'll, we'll hopefully know this eventually, but I think sort of CM Punk's thing, which I, I feel almost, if you think about the fact that he said the reason he came to this company was because they handled the Brody King, uh, Brody Lee, oh, Mr. Brody Lee thing so well. Right. And um, so I think it was perhaps less about, EVPs um, talking shit about their top baby face and more about like the business protects the business. He has that old school kind of mentality. And um, so I I feel like that's interesting to see people starting to move off the uh, off the raft. Now, Um, one thing that MJF said in in his interviews, and uh, I'll we'll assume that it's largely true. uh, He, um, uh, is that the, he said, he says outside of himself, because MJF is only about MJF, everybody right. else in the locker room and I'm, is all about uh, AEW. Like it's a, it's a big team, you know? And so um, it's interesting to see people who, who don't want to be here. I feel um, MJF is making a pretty good case to let them go and mm. not worry about what happens on the other side, because there are, there are big stars and he, 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 it's funny how he goes out in interviews and basically shows his worth 
right? Like if, yes. these, if these interviews rack up big numbers, like he has won me over as a fan. And if he goes out there as a, as a mouthpiece, even a controversial mouthpiece of uh, AEW, you know, much like a Paul Heyman might do interviews and essentially be working still for Vince McMahon, you know, always within somehow his communication. Uh, that's really valuable. It's very interesting. And at 26, I would think that he will want to be careful about that line that you're talking about because he has the, at 20, he, he legitimately has the potential to just uh, straight gold and become stratospheric out of the blue for some reason, right? Sure. Uh, brought into a movie or, you know, now perhaps he has just a long-term day-to-day plan and he doesn't care what comes from the left field. I don't know. But uh, just just fascinating stuff. Fascinating. Fascinating. I am loving Chuck professional wrestling right now. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. There's definitely I think there's plenty to love, even, um, you know, if, if Justin were here, uh, I'm sure he could point out a bunch of things that are going on on Ron Smackdown that are absolutely worth uh, enjoying, whereas I am more of the mindset of like, and eh, I'm, I'm apprehensive uh, yeah, this is cool. And this is cool. And this is cool. But I also am still kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop and hoping it never does. Um, I don't think the other shoe is going to drop. I think that, you know, it's uh, we were scorned for a long time. It'll take a long time to come back. And eh, we're different people. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, do we still have five hours of our lives to, to you know, to add on to um, for professional right. wrestling? I, I, I think that. Um, the survivor series change up here is very interesting. Interesting Um, is a good word for it. I'm not, I'm not a fan because in my opinion, survivor series already has its own gimmick match. mm -hmm. So adding war games to survivor series uh, feels like a bit of like a hat on a hat. Now doing is survivor series, the gimmick going to remain or is it going to become? Well, yeah. And that's what I'm hopeful for is that, you know, I'll still get my five on five or four on four survivor series elimination tag match because that's one of my favorite gimmicks. Mm. Um, But it may not. It may just be war games is now survivor series. And I mean, I'll be a little upset if that's the case, but at the same time, it's not something, you know, worth getting super upset. It's not worth being like, I'm never watching again because you took away my favorite gimmick match. Like, no, you still get war games. And as I joked on Twitter with Justin, I just want to know who gets to stand on the ramp now and yell war games because William Regal's yelling blood and guts these days. I assume it's going to be Papa Paul and he's going to have to bring his absolute a game because he has some big shoes to fill. I mentioned to Amy last night, actually what I, I, maybe it's because I'm such a fan, but Mm -hmm. I see it as only a win win. If at some point before survivor series, you let William Regal do one night on a raw SmackDown just to walk out on that ramp and yell war games. That would be fun as hell. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I, do not see the downside to letting that happen or even doing it at the pay-per-view for God's sakes, like at survivor series, as they're lowering the cage, you hear William Regal's WWE theme. He comes out, the crowd roars because we all know what's about to happen. And he goes, Whoa games. And then he leaves and oh, like draws a paycheck for it. Phenomenal. Yeah. William Regal is, is quite over with me right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I did not appreciate William Regal when I first met him in 2000, 2001. Interesting. Um, 
And as I've gotten older, I've uh, appreciated him more and more to the point where when we almost lost him, um, I was definitely of the opinion of like, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, he's sort of a Robin Hood like figure, right? Like he's a <laughs> he's a he's he's definitely a rogue and he knows it and he admits it, but he doesn't. Yeah revel in it you know he uh he revels in propriety at this point in his life and and respect you know he's very much that old school respect guy yeah like you'd never want to start dropping accidental carny around him <laughs> sure he might punch I, you in the mouth and I, th- I think he even mentioned on his podcast the, the last episode of his podcast that he would like to bury the hatchet with bill goldberg really the, the match his, they had in wcw in his head? Yeah, well, oh no, over the match they had in WCW oh, oh, where he oh, made him look like shit. I'll have to watch that. Wait, wait. He made he made Goldberg look like shit? He did, yeah. The only person who makes Goldberg look like shit is Goldberg. Hello, Erica. How are you? Oh no. Oh, so close, but yet so far. Yeah, we get like perfect visuals, and then when it tries to transmit audio, like the camera freezes and just death is there a chance her mic is too hot and it's just overriding you know that thing where you know if someone screams how it just cuts i don't think so no okay yeah well it's worth a try hello oh (laughs) okay yeah now i'm hearing you now yeah we can get like one word at a time try try turning your camera off and then talking See if maybe it's eating up bandwidth by transmitting video and audio. Brilliant, Chuck. I think it's going to work. I don't have anything to base that on. I'm just guessing. No, I like it. No, no, no. Look, try backing up from the mic a little bit. Just, I, I have a theory. It's a bad theory. It's a bad theory. Oh, Open there. Ah! And it's gone. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but I, so I think that War Games. I like the fact that War Games has brought my attention to Survivor Series because as I think about it, I think Survivor Series for me, and I know this has always been one of your favorites, but to me over the last uh, seven years or whatever it's been since I started watching this stupid thing, um, it's been the most underutilized because it like the payoff is never overflowing, right? Like we, right. Should, we should be still celebrating the 2018 ending in some capacity on the show, but all, right. like, it's so easy to just... Uh, start painting uh, Triple H's very interesting new picture that's got a lot of little Easter eggs and things, which is what wrestling should be. Um, and uh, over what Vince McMahon had, because it was just the most broad strokes, right? Uh, Roman or Bork, right? That was, that was everything yeah. else was irrelevant. Yeah. Roman, Bork. And um, so I, uh, but yes, I, I, I'm not finding myself at a point where I think that, on the one hand, I'm not finding myself at the point where I feel that WWE is must-see TV, and I'm not confident that day will ever come. Mm. On the other hand, I'm like on a Tuesday night, I wonder, I wonder what's going on over in NXT. So, well, uh, yeah, and that's something I, we, I haven't, we haven't yet t- found what I'm doing here. But Survivor Series already, again, bringing my attention to Survivor Series and and, and having that light switch go off in my head that, oh, this is going to matter now. Um, I will definitely, I, I always watch the pay-per-views. I have continued to watch every pay-per-view, but uh, I, now I'm thinking already about Survivor Series, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. 
that, that should not be happening. It is. It is wild. Uh, I wanted to back up because it's something that we hadn't brought up. The fact that um, how NXT ended last week was with them rebranding to a black and gold NXT mm-hmm. emblem, implying that that's the next evolution of NXT is literally to take the step back and wipe away the 2.0 and the Nickelodeon, you know, uh, bright colors. So um, let's just go ahead and just frivolously uh, book here. We saw uh, this week on Raw, I know you you didn't pay heavy attention, but we got to see a match. uh, It was uh, Kevin Owens against Theory. Mm. And uh, I enjoyed the match thoroughly. It's Kevin Owens doing what Kevin Owens does. But Johnny Wrestling came in and essentially uh, interfered with the match. Now, what happens if Johnny Wrestling and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Ciampa all form a weird little faction and then one day go over to NXT and say, this is how it's done, nerds. Ooh. It would make Tuesday nights unmissable for me because these are some of my favorite names in the, you know, for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If they, if they essentially leaned into the thing that they were told is the reason they had to rebrand to 2.0, the whole, like we didn't make NXT for indie darlings. We made NXT to be our farm league so that we could have young wrestlers that knew what the fuck they were doing when they got the raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You bastards quit hiring these guys in their thirties that everyone loves from ring of honor. Um, and, and that would be like a, a whole reversal of like, all right, motherfucker, I'll show you. Let me just put the four most popular of, uh, of that, you know, era. And then, make them the backbone of NXT. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got some of the best professional wrestlers in the business teaching your greenhorns. It's, it's yeah. really sort of the perfect sort of setup. Crazy, crazy uh, potential going on. Um, you know, if it's yeah. just, if it's just the black and gold, whatever, you know, it'll never be the black and gold again in full. I don't think they're not uh, performing at full sale. Right. I think they're definitely going to have to um, like, that's the thing is that I don't think any of us have watched more than five minutes of NXT 2.0 in the last 12 months since it rebranded. But I get the impression that like none of the people that are working on your television for the last 12 months in NXT 2.0 are trying to kill your NXT that you loved so much from 2016 to say like 2020. Um, they they're just trying to put on the best show that they can. And it's been branded in such a way that it's turned us all against it. Um, and I think this is the first step towards, if not regaining the glory days of NXT, letting the old NXT fans know that like, look, it's still NXT, man. You can still come here and see some phenomenal wrestling on a Tuesday night. Yes. It's a different, um, sorry it's an absolutely different world now. Like yep, now you've sure. got AEW two, on two nights and you've got Raw and SmackDown. It's not like, hey, you've only got Raw and SmackDown to think about and maybe Impact Wrestling if you're into that and Ring of Honor's syndicated on Saturday nights at three in the morning. But like Tuesday nights, you're not doing anything, right? Here's some, here's some great wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And with those deep rosters, I I would think that they would, you know, um, it seems like Triple H is going to do everything right. So at some point I expect to see those guys that I suggested were just fun and they all have great legacy, right? They're all champions. Bring Shinsuke, put Shinsuke Nakamura in that group. Sure. Oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. Shinsuke uh, in in NXT basically getting to work at the top of the card. 
would be um, can't miss TV for me uh, to a certain extent. You know, it would, but at the same it would time, be on the DVR and I'd be doubling back to watch it for sure. At the, at the same time, I love I love the idea that the guy who built NXT, the NXT that we love is now in charge of Raw and SmackDown and all the sure. kids that he built that NXT around are now on one of those two shows. Yeah. So the guy who has already proven that he trusts these names that, you know, we grew to love in the black and gold brand now has them all on the main shows and is, you know, in a position to be like, well, I don't know about any of these guys, but I know I can trust a Kevin Owens. So let's focus on him for the next month. You know, I know I can trust a Shinsuke Nakamura. So let's give him the ball. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. Right. Um, it, you know, it's um, I, I've been enjoying it more, uh, more than I have been for sure. I have been dipping in mostly to raw yeah. um, and not wholeheartedly enough that I can give any, you know, kind of reviews, but uh, you know, it's, it is, it is piquing my interest again. So uh, unfortunately we've hit a point now where when I think about it, when I try and stop and think about it, AEW gives me a wrestling show that appeals to my tastes more than Raw or SmackDown. Now, um, for the longest time, NXT was giving me that specific wrestling show. And it's just that, you know, NXT stopped giving me that wrestling show and AEW started giving me that wrestling show. Plus it had the, that that new allure of like, who knows who the fuck's going to show up on a weekly basis. Right. So and it's still kind of there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. That, Tony Khan these, in a cast of thousands. He's like, good God, finally, some people to suspend. Now I have less to worry about in this book. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm real excited for this week for, for uh, Wednesday night's AEW. I'm real. I'm, I'm very happy that I'm getting John Moxley versus Brian Danielson instead of uh, the Chris Jericho that we could have got. Like I, you know, that would have been fine, but I'm definitely in the camp that everybody else that was possible in this tournament um, has already kind of had a run mm-hmm. and Brian Danielson hasn't. And I'd kind of like to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know what the uh, that poker chip, right? Like, we don't know how that all plays out, you know? Right. Uh, is it like money in the bank where he just, uh, he just drops drops from the ceiling with the poker chip and after someone's been pinned? Yeah. And, and, and takes over the uh, the title. Uh, so that intrigue is a lot of fun. Uh, I agree that matchup is a lot of fun. I, I, I find that uh, Jericho is, I prefer him most essentially trying to put over the younger guys. Yeah. Um, that's where I think he works the best. Um, you know, uh, I think that he would be a lot of fun uh, in a uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom match. If they do a crossover, mm. um, man, MJF hates New Japan, which makes me believe that they will definitely be at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> right. he's, when he's talking about the bigger, he's like, well, it be, be it Impact or GC, you know, he's like going through, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's best for, except for New Japan. It's a garbage promotion <laughs> and it hasn't been relevant since 2016. I'm like, well, touche, sir. Yikes. Touche. Yikes. But, if uh, Erica it looks were right here, the camera. It's almost as if he's cutting a promo. Weird. <laughs> weird but um but um yes i i agree uh that this is the better matchup and i they, they've kept the show exciting i mean mm. i have to hand it to them there uh, i am glad um that 
uh, Alistair Black is being allowed to step away. I essentially yes. hope that they just give him his contract, right? Like your roster is so big. Don't worry about the petty stuff. Um, it is unfortunate that he might leave. But um, I mean, if honestly, uh, if the House of Black hasn't been turned over to Danhausen by now, I don't know what Tony <laughs> Khan is waiting for. Yeah, well, and I'm in, I find it encouraging that the House of Black continues to do big things like on I think it was on Rampage last yes. week. Like they attacked Matt Hardy and made the match for uh, them versus Sting and Darby Allen. Like keep that ball rolling. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is uh, that is good. And I, I think that Brody King, um, I you know, I don't know if they'll run into the same problem that they have seemingly run into with uh, the murder bird, but mm. um, he's a good, at least a great uh, force to put anyone up against over the next yeah. couple of years. Right. Like he's got a, a cool personality. He's got a good move set. He's got some dynamic uh, surprises up his uh, sleeve uh, seems to be um uh, the right kind of positive on social media, like everything about him seems cool. Um, and yeah, we're, we spent so much time, uh, the op complete opposite of WWE. This is uh, where I would, I would love to hear from Alistair black, what his thoughts have been on this, this, this time. Um, because he, he kept getting the same old promo basically and never went anywhere in WWE where like at least he had a continuing story and I was invested in it. Yeah. Now I, like I said, uh, put the crown of uh, horns onto Danhausen and let's move along as though everything is the same. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I enjoy your enthusiasm, but I think they're two different flavors of spooky bullshit. What? I don't know that. I don't know what? that they, they work together. I think you're, Oh, I, I, I beg to differ. Can someone on the Twitch please go on to Twitter and uh, ask Danhausen if he is, <laughs> uh, has yet uh, uh, taken over the House of Black? <laughs> I would appreciate that very much. Well, uh, he did get absolutely murdered by Ethan Page on Friday. But but bringing up Ethan Page, fucking Luigi Primo? Yeah, that was fantastic. Dynamite. That was outstanding. That was, you know, that was one of those things where you're like, Tony Khan, good for you, right? Like he probably gave that guy a plane ticket, you know, a yeah. plane, uh, seats, a hotel room, and a couple thousand bucks. And it was like the, the best night of the guy's life. It's amazing. Yep. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I need to see Luigi Primo as all elite, but fucking hilarious to see him for like 10 seconds on. Yes. On and, and for sure, I will be watching his matches on YouTube. Like, you know, I don't know when that will be, but there will be a time when I'll be like, shit, I wonder if Luigi Primo got any new matches. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is, that's the most fun. If for some reason, Luigi Primo, you know, becomes a uh, super Zorg five years from now, it would right. be so much fun to have watched that progression. That that's, that's what makes Dan Housen a lot of fun. That was, that's, that's what makes uh, orange Cassidy so much fun. And to a certain extent, MJF who uh, I didn't really know as well. Although I, in watching orange Cassidy going down the orange Cassidy rabbit hole, I came across MJF and then MJF yeah. got put over, by uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on his podcast when he was still doing it, uh, you know, fairly uh, with the times, which is God, it seems like that's been canceled like five or six years ago now. So MJF was like 20 or 21 and on that show and, you know, getting uh, himself put over. Now he's, he's talking about how uh, Stone Cold was never that big anyway. And he's kind of a <laughs> and washed up. Oh shit. Kayfabe. What? Uh <laughs> 
Did you um did you happen across the rumor about Christian Cage at all in the last week? No, no, I did not. So this is pure, pure, pure rumor. rumor, pure, pure rumor. speculation, pure rumor. Okay, but there is a rumor uh-huh. going around that Christian Cage is going to control his narrative. No, oh, um, <laughs> or I should say that Christian Cage slept with Britt Baker and she cheated on Adam Cole while he's been away on injury. What? I, I, I don't know how much I did. That's that's did you all make there up is. this rumor. No, I'm, I swear to God, I saw it on uh, one of the stupid dirt sheet sites and was like, what the fuck? This is, this is outrageous. This is so I, I'm outraged that you would even bring this up. I need to know what this is. This is so spurious. Who who would who would have revealed this? <laughs> I'll you know what? I'll Google it. I'll Google it as we speak. Okay. I just got to take uh, Erica Banis out of my Google machine because that's how you find her. So I guess Christian Cage against uh, Adam Cole, baby, is the next <laughs> uh, the next rivalry, right? Like work out uh, work working everybody. Yeah. Right. I, I'm I'm guessing that Britt Baker didn't call Dave Meltzer. No, I would I would confess that. that she cheated on Adam Cole with Christian Cage. <laughs> Christian Cage of all people. Chuck with the most unsubstantiated of rumors. Yeah, all I'm finding is Christian Cage out with serious injury. So I guess. So you did make up this rumor. <laughs> I did not. Yes. <laughs> well, this Google is telling us otherwise. <laughs> The title of this episode is Chuck makes up a salacious rumors. If I was going to make up a rumor, that would not be the one I would make up. Thank you. Let's move on. Let's move on. Oh, oh, for God's sake. So who do you think? Who do you think the white rabbit shit is all about? Uh, Probably uh, the um, killer cross. Yeah. Uh, The red light's interesting. Um, I was kind of annoyed. All right. So I'm a... uh, a uh, top t- I'm a wrestle talk guy first and then uh cultaholic guy second and then okay. the rest of uh wrestling internet third um today I got home from work and the the headline for uh wrestle talk was Bray Wyatt on Friday <laughs> and it was based on like this gibberish from a URL code yep. and the, like and they're like and the letters D uh, e M O N, you know, like uh, I don't know, man. Um, do you think he's coming? He's going to just show up on SmackDown on Friday? <sighs> They've done a very good job of making me think that's a possibility. Yes. Um, but I once again, like I'm think- trying to be apprehensive about the whole thing. I will say, I will. I'm going to now get in the Justin seat, and I will say, I will be shocked if between now and the end of the year probably let's say survivor series if between now and survivor series we don't see bray wyatt in wwe um it it just seems to make all the sense in the world that they that 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 paul would say yeah you only want 10 minutes of the show a night and then you know you're going to use that to earn your way into main events. Hell yes. Right. You've already built all the props. You've already built all the mystique. You've already, the fans are already slavishly waiting for it. Like, of course, you know, why wouldn't you, that'd be crazy not to. So, um, 
Now, I don't know if it'll be this Friday. That's it. Uh, what I'm uh, what I'm saying is 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 Wrestle Talk. Um, I do support you, however, because they say support Wrestle Talk. Um, I do support Wrestle Talk. I, um, I there was not really strong enough evidence to say that he was coming uh, on on Friday. I will I will definitely be switch. tuning in Friday, and we'll be very aware of when we're in like when the time looks to be about nine twenty considering it's supposed to be at 9:23 on 9:23 I, I I'll be watching. Right. They got me with that one at least. I'll be watching. Yeah, I think it's oh, it's very compelling. It's very compelling. And I, I again, all the little things. Is it a perfect show yet? No. But mm-hmm. let's not forget like the first that right out of the gate Kevin comes in and just beats the Ezekiel out of Elias. Right? Like things are are are, you know, the, if you were to now start a, a journal about what you were seeing in wrestling and start to, to craft your own understanding of the stories, you'd have some pretty cool stuff a year from now. I'm, I'm fairly yeah. certain. And it wouldn't be these large gaps where it's like <laughs> Jeff Hardy had to go to rehab. So suddenly he's Rey Mysterio, but the whole story is exactly the same, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, uh, yeah, I agree. There's some excellent foundation for some great stories. And it's um and the people who are telling the stories are people that, you know, have told good stories in the past. So hopefully hopefully it sustains. Hopefully yeah. we get some good shit. How fun is it to see someone popping out from the ring? Have you oh, seen shit, the yeah. that's just that's just good stuff. Yeah, the, the, the all the Dexter Loomis stuff is is really fun and i was not even watching during day De- like i was watching when dexter loomis first started appearing mm. but even though i found him to be compelling for whatever reason the timeline it might have been uh, at that point uh, the pandemic i don't know might, might probably starting at the clinic most likely i would sort of changed everything but um so so the dexter loomis story um even all the stuff with johnny wrestling um now i always watch the pay-per-views and i would if he was if he was he and champa i was watching uh, you know yeah. I, I, I was getting it on the dvr and i was watching it but um i know they had that bigger like family story that was like the whole big thing and it, it all seemed very silly and i did not watch any of it so dexter loomis is to me just a fun that there's a guy who's popping out of the the floor and he's mm-hmm. also a baby face and he's also stalking the Miz and breaking yes. his home while his children are there but he's also a he baby has, face he has all yes. the earmarks of a serial killer but we've never actually seen him murder anybody no he's just kind of creepy and just that's kind of the creepy. fun yes Yes. And, you know, you know that because he has a mustache <laughs> right? and that thousand yard stare. Yes. Well, that too. And some That's black it. gloves and apparently a razor blade. Yikes. A garrot <laughs> duct tape. But then on SmackDown, you've also got the, the fucking Jey Uso Sami Zayn thing just gets more and more fun every week, too. Yes. yes. But Sammy like fucking, Zane, it's so great that Sammy Zayn is finally being utilized by this damn company. Yeah. You know, and, and to be fair, that was one thing that uh, Vince McMahon had done right was at least bringing Sammy Zayn to a boil, you know, like getting him in a position that it made sense for him to uh, to become part of the bloodline and then continue to carry it week after week, which is, you know, just a great spot to be in the company. You know, I mean, that's there's no doubt that Roman Reigns is one a right like he right uh uh, because uh, he had done so well with this heel run to win over so many of the people he did you know the the john cena where finally people were like 
ah, fine. We don't hate you. You're actually great. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it, it really, uh, it adds to the Roman reigns of it all because Roman is at a point where he doesn't show up every week. And part of that is to piss us off because we all complained about Brock Lesnar doing it. Um, but then it also gives space for things like Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, which still, you're still talking about the bloodline, which means you're still talking about Roman Reigns, but like it's this neat side story going on within that, you know, universe. Yeah. And it's not as though you don't have great main events, right? Like, I, I don't mean that they have consistently booked great main events, but what I mean is when you look at the, the, the locker room and the, the rivalries that are there, uh, either to continue or to start, you, you can, you can easily fill two shows a week without yeah. Roman Reigns, uh, being there. Um, and because the story has become, his cast of characters has become so excellent that, yeah, it's, uh, it's almost more fun to see them now, which I think was the go all along so that when he shows up at the pay-per-view, it really has some gravitas, you know? Um, yeah, it's a uh, fascinating uh, Roman Reigns has gotten over with us. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, it's 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 John Cena like in that we were all like, Ugh, this fucking guy. Oh, yeah. And you predicted it. I, I was I remember saying very specifically having that conversation where I was like, I think he's too wooden. I don't see how he does it. Right. And you were yeah. like, oh, no, he'll have a rock thing. Like he'll, he'll just figure it out one day. And yeah, he did. <laughs> he sure did. It's funny. It's funny too that you bring up the rock because that was something I thought of earlier when we were talking about MJF. Is that like if you look at early The Rock when he was a heel, like he's got plenty of moments that have not have aged poorly, and uh, I'm hopeful that's MJF's trajectory, and that like three, four, five years from now you'll be able to pull up a MJF promo as like, oh yeah, here's where he, you know, like called some kid and you know a, a faggot or something and they're like mm. that wasn't cool but like then look where he is now like yeah yeah i i, I agree and I, if right so even if we just if we look at it as, as mjf truly is um the person we see and he truly is only about money at some point he will have to figure out you know like that, that's not going to be that that's it, it may be, it may have been great to be, um, uh, um, shoot. I hate when I try to do this, when I try to say something brilliant, but I stumble <laughs> on the names and I, and I'm not going to, um, so it, it, it was great to be Andrew Dice Clay in 1986 and 1987. Sure. Then, uh, it wasn't great to be Andrew Dice Clay for a really long time. So, um, I, I don't think that, I, I don't feel like that's his trajectory, but I do see, because you're, you have a personal experience within your household. Oh, sure. That's, um, yeah, no, I mean, and, and there's, it's, it's not as though I'm going to, um, say, well, that's over there. I don't, you know, that's nonsense. <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, like, Oh, this is interesting. Okay. That's, you know, of, of that three person audience, that's you're losing 33% of it. So it right. is definitely something that, you know, he'll have to, uh, he'll have to look at. It's interesting with these ratings going up. If the now I don't, um, I I do not know how much uh, the ratings going up, uh, like ten or twenty percent in the last couple of weeks, has to do specifically with MJF. But I love that he's riding it. I love yeah. that he's getting a huge pop, and I love that the, if if it is just like 
chaos magic kayfabe voodoo sort of like he's just speaking it into reality uh i think it's pretty fucking cool and i hope it continues (laughs) I, 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 i like that concept right where like he's just like look the ratings just keep going up and they do you know even if it has nothing to do with him even if you know it's 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 i i think a lot of it's people coming back to WWE are now coming back to, to wrestling and they're like, okay, let's see what this other thing is. And yeah. I think MJF understands that profoundly and he's going to go out there and make the absolute most of it, which is why we're seeing him do sort of interviews uh, promoting this week's show and why um, the Arthur Ashe show is, we, we talk about frequently on the, sh- on our show, how, um, too many gimmick name nights, mm-hmm. uh, but the Arthur Ashe show, of course, I, I had the, the pleasure of being there last year. Um, unfortunately, Jack Manley was concerned with uh, the pandemic situation, uh, rightly so. And so uh, he did not want to go. And I was not uh, I felt like I could uh, if I didn't go with Jack, it would not be the same. So I, I did not try to uh, twist anyone's arm to go. Sure. But uh uh, I sure would love to. We saw how awesome that night was. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to aim to repeat it. Now, you know, it can't just be um, some shenanigans with MJF, right? Like there's got, there's yeah. got that's got to be there now that he's fucking gone out and done these interviews. But um, I think it's going to be a very uh, compelling night of wrestling. And I expect it to be. Do you feel like they've started leaning a little bit more? Um with with the way MJF was brought into the thing and and um maybe just consider since then maybe something to think about going forward have they started like leading a little bit more sports entertainment when you think of this tournament sort of shot the fucking rake uh, the rankings out like the records yeah like, the records are not being discussed for why these people are put in this tournament right right for sure for sure um yeah, I, th- I think that's that's a good observation, and I would agree with that. I think it definitely has more of a sports entertainment feel to it, and um, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, no, I, I think it's uh, I think it's it's helping to once again, if you've got people coming back to wrestling and then checking out your show, and you know the you don't want to completely ape what's going on in the other show, but you know if you can give them a flavor that they're familiar with along with the version of professional wrestling you want to present. So you're uh, saying sign flavor, Flav, a flavor, you know? Yeah. All right. I'm, I mean, you get action Bronson. So uh, why yes, not? action, bon- action Bronson versus flavor, Flav. There we go. Action Bronson <laughs> nice. Flav. Going to be bigger than Logan Paul in Saudi Arabia. Oh, hey, <laughs> who's he facing? Is it the bones? <laughs> the bones. Okay, that's just uncalled for. Uncalled for. The poor man was most likely murdered by a foreign state. Shouldn't talk about that kind of thing in a wrestling show. Hey, it's my puppy. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that that's that's we talked about a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, Dan Housen think- needs to start winning. Um, our friend Elizabeth seems to have. Uh, suggested that she feels it's time for Danhausen to start winning. Um, I, I like that Ethan page is getting put over. I don't like, th- why does he have to be squashed every time? What is, is he needs to, um, he needs to maybe go into an egg and hatch as a larger, stronger Danhausen. <laughs> right, right. Well, he's or already take over the house of black. He's already built it over 300 pounds. So I don't yeah. know how you make him much bigger. He's very compact for 300 or pounds. cheeseburgers. Yeah. Well, Ring of Honor's got a wrestler named Cheeseburger. 
Maybe we can pair those two is up. Is Cheeseburger still with her? Is he still on the roster? I wonder. Uh, that's you a don't good have question. to look it up, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. Very, very interesting. All right, Chuck. All, All right. right. Well, I, th- I, think- I think basically what we've discovered is that we're both very much looking forward to uh, seeing what NXT looks like in an hour or two here tonight. We're both very much looking forward to both Dynamite and Rampage this week. And uh, SmackDown's definitely going to be, you know, something to see what uh, what comes of it. Yeah. Interesting. So, good very week of wrestling. Interesting. Yes. Good yes. week of wrestling worth worth checking out. Excellent. Well, uh, where, Chuck, uh, can people find you? They can find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash C-H-Z-U-C-K. That's where we record this show on Tuesday nights. Uh, Nerd Radio happens on Wednesday mornings around 11.30. And uh, I'm going to try and stream some more. Actually, this past Monday, I streamed the original Ninja Turtles Nintendo game because there's a big collection for the Switch that has all the old games on it. And I'd like to kind of go through and play those. So I'm going to try and stream more as far as that's concerned. Of course, you can follow Erica online. Just Google her. Or uh, go to her. Go to ericabennis.com, if my memory serves me right, where you can find her. Justin mm-hmm. Valentine, who is not here tonight, uh, you can find him on the JV Sports Talk PPV pod. I'm only getting it right because he is not here to hear me get it wrong. So mm-hmm. nobody tell him that I got it right. In Do fact, go on Twitter at JV uh, Sports Talk PPV pod and tell him that I got it wrong tonight because it will make him angry and that makes me smile. And then we'll get another, we'll get another listener. Yeah, he'll he'll download it. Yeah, so please do that. Uh, Exactly. And of course, you can uh, check out the one fall show Super Universe that I do with Nate Bender and uh, with Will Cherry over on our YouTube page and and his uh, on our YouTube page at one fall show on YouTube and at his Twitch on Saturday afternoons at twitch.tv backslash limit break radio. All right. And I am Shawnee Constant. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Shawnee.constant. There are a lot of pictures of my animals. And uh, occasionally garden. And then uh, um, uh, and my friend uh, Elrad, who I got to see play the other night. That was a lot of fun. I love Elrad. Um, uh, And then um, um, you can find me running the One Fall Show Twitter from time to time. Mainly what has happened is I have created an algorithm of people that I really enjoy following. Excellent. Uh, So every once in a while, I'll pop into Twitter and just share a bunch of things that they're saying because I'm like, they are saying the same thing that I was thinking uh, but uh, we are morbidly unpopular. Uh, no <laughs> one is sharing our stuff. So I just share other people's stuff and uh, that's fine. It makes Twitter fun. Actually. I, uh, I, I at least uh, you're having fun on Twitter. That's the, be- that's the best. I'm the forward. only one, the only person, everyone else fucking furious. Yeah. Just furious to be on Twitter. They're like, yeah. God damn it. Twitter. Why are you like this? And uh, yeah, but not me. I'm like, <laughs> I like your takes. <laughs> All right, everybody, have fun. Be safe. Don't fall in the hole. Hear that, Ramona? Yes, you a good girl? You a good girl? Who is this? One file show housing from Sean Housing. Yes, Macomb County produced a podcast of some sort. Dan Housing must come on to this show. Who is this? Who is knocked on Dan Housen's internet phone door to ask him to come on a podcast. Dan Housen does not know this. Is he some... Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Who knows? One fall show. Listen to this podcast. You've tricked Dan Housen into promoting your show. How dare you?
You'll rue the day. Anyways, lad that down, housing. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>